Badassers, and welcome to the Badass in Business Show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game, teaching you how to own your inner badass and share strategies with you to badass your business. So in other words, we help you get badassified. And I'm totally stoked today as we have Michael Marcial on the show today. I met Michael last fall at an event we both spoke at, and I've been very impressed with his work and how he's helping people transform their business. Michael is a world-traveling entrepreneur, speaker, and mentor with a passion to help others succeed online. In the last 13 years, Michael has utilized his his expertise in social media and marketing strategy to help his clients bring in almost $20 in revenue. Michael's gift of creating profitable online businesses has also led him to create the number one high-end digital community focused on influence and income, the five-figure work week. He credits his, uh, accredits his features in Forbes Incorporated and the Today Show to his unwavering desire to spread practical insights that will move you into action. Welcome to the show, Michael. I am so freaking excited to be here. And that you have no idea. So thank you so much for that awesome, awesome intro. That was amazing. You're welcome. So, you know, I gave a little bit about you in your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you, your life, uh, your business, what you're passionate about. Just give us a little bit deeper insight into who you are. Yeah, for sure. So um, a little about me. I uh, I grew up in Chicago. Um, inside the city, a lot of times people say they're from Chicago and they're from like the outskirts. But I, I grew up in the city and um, pretty normal childhood. Uh, my mom and dad, um, older brother, younger sister, um, parents went through a divorce when I was super young, and um, uh, you know, fun fun times with uh, you know with just growing up, single parent kind of household, three you know three of us little kiddos and. Um, uh, money was always tight growing up. It was super interesting that way. But, uh, you know, I think I think the interesting thing, and the, I think maybe the reason why I bring that up is because uh, I think I think there's a lot of us that, that grow up in a similar way. And um, I, I think I say that all of these little things because I kind of grew up just as a totally normal little kid and um, eventually moved to – Central Illinois to go to school. I went to a small private school in Illinois for a couple of years before I realized I didn't want to be in school anymore. And um, at the very same time, I was picked up for my very first consulting gig when I was 19 years old. And for me, when, when that kind of happened, like this huge light bulb went off that, that kind of told me that I, I should be doing my own thing not necessarily following the norm. And man, that was 14 years ago now. And I haven't looked back. I've been self-employed since then. And um, it's not always been easy for sure. But, uh, you know, I think I think that's what life is supposed to be. And you, you get to learn through those, uh, the good times and the bad. And so I've learned a lot. And, uh, and it brings me here, you know, I think, but I think long story short, I, I share those things because, um, uh, I have a feeling we're going to talk deeper about my business and what I do there, but um, I just want to—I want everyone to know that's listening to this right now. I am the most regular person that I know. That's—I think that's the bottom line. Badass, yes, 
Regular, also yes. Oh, and I totally get that because I'm the same way, and I had a similar upbringing, but not in a single-parent home, but my mother was a stay-at-home mom, so there was just one income coming into the house, and that was my father's, and he worked a full-time job, and then he also ran a business on the side, and it's it's interesting because I have four brothers and no sisters, and out of my siblings, I'm the only one that kind of went entrepreneurial. So um, oh. interesting, but, you know, just a regular gal that loves <laughs> what I do, so I can totally relate. So you started the five-figure work week, and it's really interesting because I'm part of that. And why did you start that five-figure work week mastermind? Good, good question. So I think, you know, like I said, 19 years old, um, my first jump into working for myself actually went really well. Um, you know, as a kid, 19 years old, I was still, I, I picked up a full-time job because, because this consulting gig didn't pay a whole lot. And um, it was it was amazing. You know, I'd work from 9 to 6 p.m., take a couple hours for dinner, and then I'd be working from 7 or 8 p.m. till 2, 3, 4 in the morning sometimes. And I did that for five years, long time. And after um, after the company I was working with, once they sold their company, which was the uh, the the end goal, um, I, I needed to look for the next thing. You know, it was the it was a perfect opportunity. I, I ended up working with a much larger company for the next four years. That went extremely well. But then here's where I think the answer to your question comes in. It's that after that, like in the meantime, I had uh, gotten married, had my daughter, and um, uh, you know, what I found out was like, Hey, working, um, 60, 70, 80 hours a week doesn't necessarily work when you're trying to grow a family and, uh, be there for your daughter. And, uh, I ended up leaving my consulting gig rather I wouldn't say in short notice. It took about a year to make that decision. But once I was, once I, I transitioned out, I was, I was just kind of left with the question of like, what do I do with my time? What, what do I do with my life? And um, it, it was really extremely difficult for me. And I took to, and, um, you know, I really wanted to get into coaching and mentoring more. And at that point, I followed some people online that looked successful. Um, I followed their strategies, and it just did not work. It didn't work um, in the sense that it wasn't working for me. Um, I didn't understand. I was like, you know, I'm doing all these things right. I'm, I'm really great at this stuff, but why isn't it working? And fast forward a year and a half, um, I realized something pretty important was that, um, you know, one, not everybody that you meet and look successful is successful. Um, there are some people that that uh, play the fake it till you make it game really hard and they're really great at it and you'd have no idea that um, that their business doesn't work until you try to follow along and you realize your business doesn't work. I kind of fit that description and I found, I found myself consuming a lot of information trying to figure it out and ultimately trying to figure myself out. And um, I decided one day that I was going to throw all of that just in the garbage and just do my own thing, go back to the basics of what I know would work, what I feel would work. And lo and behold, things started to click. I started attracting more and more um, clients. And 
uh, ultimately there were just a lot of people asking questions about why I was doing certain things in certain ways. And I didn't want to be that guy that was giving out information that worked for me, but wouldn't necessarily work for someone else. And so I decided to create the uh, five-figure workweek mastermind after my business because there, was, there were too many conversations happening, too many um, uh, one-off conversations that could have easily been put into a community vibe, you know, and that's where the Facebook group um, came up. And, and, man, it's been growing like crazy. We're at 45, just over 4,500 members now, and um, uh, it's just been awesome. So that's why, I guess that's why I started it. Well, it's really interesting because uh, – your Facebook group, the Five Figure Workweek Mastermind Facebook group, is a very, very active group. I'm part of a lot of groups on Facebook, and that is the most active group I've ever been a part of. It, you know, there's all kinds of information on there to help you grow a business, all kinds of ways that you can contribute when people ask questions and uh, lend your expertise to help someone else without you know, trying to push your programs or what you have to offer on them, but just being of service. And I love that community. Awesome. Well, it's been That's awesome incredible. to have you there. I mean, since um, since you and I had met, um, you know, I've been keeping tabs on you, seeing what you're up to and things like that. And so it's always cool to see you post or reply to somebody's comment because it's always super valuable. Um, and that's why I think I, I, uh, I've been loving this show is because um, I get more of that, so <laughs> so I'm just I'm glad to be here. We're it's kind of cool. Well, like I'm here, you're there. It's it's just fun. Well, awesome. So, what's the most badass thing you're working on right now for your community? Ooh, um, ba- the most badass. Okay, the most badass thing is definitely the next retreat we've got coming up. November. It's the first, uh, pretty much the first week of November. And uh, I think the thing that makes it the most badass, and again, like, I just want to draw a comparison to uh, to, uh, something really personal, is that, like, I grew up without a whole lot of uh, uh, money, okay? But I never felt like I was poor. Um, It was always just a, my mom did a great job with us. It It was really just a great childhood that way. But I was—I never had the opportunities that I saw other people have, and so here we are. Fast forward years and years later, um, the badass part is that I've been fortunate enough in my business to um, to be able to do cool things and even cooler things. So this this particular retreat is going to be at a beachfront mansion in La Jolla Farms, San Diego, in November, and I'm freaking uh, on fire about it because. Never childhood, if you said that, you know, hey, when you're 33 years old, you're going to be renting out a uh, a mansion for a week and you're going to have 12 badasses with you diving deep into their business and their, you know, their personal hangups. Like that sounds like fantasy at some point, but that, I think that's the most badass thing that's going on right now. Um, it's that retreat in November. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And then, you know, being in La Jolla, that's just, you know, uh, brings a whole wealth mindset um, because that is a a pretty ritzy part of the San Diego area. And so um, I've attended many retreats in La Jolla. And, you know, when you want to upscale your money, you've got to upscale 
your environment as well. And so I love that you're doing that. That's very cool. I'm sto- I'm beyond stoked. It's just it's it's going to be cool for sure. And so how many days is your retreat? Let's see. It's Sunday through Friday. And then we're going to have a special uh, evening on Friday night for a couple of the people. So we literally just launched this, by the way. So we just launched it. We have four people that are confirmed attending. And um, and then that last night, Friday night, is uh, is kind of a bonus night for some of my, my local friends out in the San Diego, um, uh, that kind of area. And uh, we're just going to have a cool, cool mastermind night with uh, multiple six, multiple seven-figure uh, entrepreneur friends that I got, and uh, so yeah, m- Sunday through that uh, that Saturday, pretty much we're going to be freaking deep diving and, and just enjoying <laughs> enjoying enjoying the beach for sure. So, oh, for sure, I love it out there. So, Michael, I heard you only use a three page funnel for your high ticket offers and no <laughs> freebies in your marketing, which is really. Uh, counterintuitive to what is being taught out there in the marketing world. Tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, good question, and you heard it correct. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, there was someone in it was a it was a Facebook group that uh, that asked a question like, you know, what's your what does your funnel look like or something like that, and. Um, you know, there are so many answers. It was like, yeah, I've got this freebie to a tripwire, to an upsell, to a downsell, to a cross-sell, and then uh, 54 email drips with like 19 different segments, and it reroutes to this and does a retargeting, and it goes to a Facebook ad, and then we pitch them a $12 this and then a $5 upsell, and then it goes to a – it just goes on. and Like so many answers, and I was like just dumbfounded with – with all of these answers. And I, you know, it just, I don't usually share too much um, outside of the mastermind and outside of my clients about what um, I see working. But the question that I had almost immediately is like, how are you possibly being successful with all the time and effort that has to go into creating something like that and not, not actually working with your clients, not actually uh, doing the work, not actually onboarding your client. You're spending the time marketing, not selling. And, they, and I think they're, you know, the word selling is not a bad thing, you know, but like, so I just dropped a little comment. I was like uh, three pages and we do multiple six figures every year. And everyone went crazy. My, my inbox like exploded with people trying to ask like what to see the funnel and all these things. And, you know, I think it is counterintuitive um, until you start looking at results. You know, I think it doesn't have to be so convoluted, especially when we think about who's on the other side of that, like who our client is. It's a person. You know, I'm looking at my email list and I'm like, okay, it's it's a respectable little list, but do I ultimately purchase anything from my from my email? No, I don't. Especially if it's a higher end program that's ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar program. I'm definitely not just clicking a buy now button for my email, you know? And so when you reverse engineer that or when I did for my own business, I was like, you know what, what am I all about? I'm all about building relationships with my, with my potential clients. So we're jumping on phone calls. They're jumping on calls with my, my team. They're shooting me Facebook messages. We're connecting. And by the time they're, they're ready to purchase whatever it is that we're offering, 
they already get it. They already know what we're offering, so they don't need a bunch uh, on the back end. So three pages is all I use. It's an information page that just pretty much reiterates what we've talked about and what we're offering, a registration page so that they can they can make a payment, and then a thank you page. That's it, those three pages. And I don't use any freebies because I'm not interested in putting in time and effort into creating what goes into freebies and emails and all that stuff because I don't I don't buy that way and, and neither do uh, my clients, turns out. Right, right. And that's really interesting. I, I like that. I mean, I offer a freebie in my business that I'm getting ready to redo, but what I found is through um, that squeeze page that – most of the people that come in through that squeeze page, they're not buyers. They haven't they haven't been the buyers in my business, and because it is all about creating those relationships and letting people learn about what it is that you do and how you can help them. And yes, it's a list building opportunity to um, build your list that way. But you're building your community through Facebook which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. And I, I just I love that and I've been working on modeling that a little bit. I'm going pretty slow with it, but I am building my badass and business mastermind group as yes. well. Uh because I've watched how you yours has just exploded and it's like that is brilliant. Well That's you know brilliant. I, I, I guess I, I should probably change what I just said, a little, little edit on it is that I guess there is a freebie. The freebie is the Facebook. Not to, there's no investment to be part of the mastermind. We do have that membership group, but outside of the the mastermind, that I guess that is free content. You know, um, that's where my time is being spent. But um, and I love to hear that you're growing your your community as well because um, you know I think there's so many valuable reasons why we'd want to have our own community, even if it's five people or if it's five thousand people. You know, the right five people can be your your forever clients. Where it doesn't matter what you what you're doing next, what you offer, um, as long as it's valuable, it makes sense for them, and uh, ultimately, it's 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 the thing that um, you're known for. You know, you have your expertise, and you you kind of leverage that, and uh, you know, create and offer some really awesome things for your people. I mean, that's all you need. It's it's your people. And so when I hear um, of people, and, and there's nothing wrong, like, don't get me wrong, there's some people out there that have uh, built amazing businesses via freebies and things like that. Don't get me wrong, that's definitely a thing. Um, it's just not for me, necessarily. So when I, but when I say that, it's like, you know, if, you, if you're building a community of the right people, um, they don't want your free stuff, necessarily. They, they do want to know that you're the expert, that, that you know what you're talking about. But the right people for most businesses are those people that are looking for super high value that they can, they can actually invest in themselves via your programs, offers, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're putting together. And I think that's super important, you know, from, from a consumer, like a, from, from being a client myself of hiring mentor after mentor, going to retreats, like you've mentioned, going to, you know, different events and things like that. Somebody that's buying, like if, if somebody says, Hey, I'm going to change your life. And you know, here's all the information, whether it's, you know, business stuff, personal life stuff, mindset, whatever it is. And it's $13. I don't believe you changed my life. And it only costs $13. 
I'm going to expect more of myself and um, from the person that I see as the expert. And so there's a lot of psychology that goes behind that. But, you know, I love hearing that you're building your, your community because you have um, – what you do is different. It's, it's unique in the sense that, um, like, I remember seeing you speak at the event that we met at, and I took probably more notes during your segment than – uh, than anyone else. And, we, you know, there were some other badasses on that stage. And um, I was uh, I was really impressed by that. And so, you know, I, I think it, to whomever that's listening to this, definitely join a Nets group. I mean, it's just like there are certain people that just have it and uh, and you've you've got it. So I wanted to just share that uh, little tidbit there, too. Well, awesome, awesome. And yeah, when you talk about, you know, people coming in for those those uh low cost programs, you know, seven dollars, nine dollars, ten dollars, whatever that is, um it's not a we're gonna change your life. If if they're saying we're gonna change your life, I like you you know, your thought process there going, Oh bullshit. How are you yeah. gonna do that with a thirteen dollar product? But it should be a teaser. It should be uh giving some value and giving them just a teaser of how you can help them in whatever they need to do to uh grow their business or change their life in a way if you're doing life coaching or you have a product that's going to um, serve them in their life some way. So I think it should be viewed as like just a a, a value added that um, – so, yeah, I would – my red flags would go up if someone said, I'm going to change your life, send me $7 or $10. <laughs> it's like, what? I, I don't yeah, think exactly. so. <laughs> I know exactly. better. I've, I've changed oh, sure. my life, and it's taken years and years and years, and not it just a $7 or $10 product. And, you know, I think it's the bottom There, I, I, I'm looking back at my own life. It was, would there be a time when, when $13 would have been, you know, a, a large investment? Sure. I mean, there was, there was a time in my uh, professional career where I just – I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what was going on, and I was in a super weird – depression and um it, things were just bad and so like thirteen dollars yeah i would have second guessed you know where, where, where you know where, where i was spending my money at that point totally get it and you know there's i think there's a world of people that are are hurting and they need some they're looking for something they're looking for the solution and you know i've just gotten to the point where i'm just like you know what i'm not willing to sacrifice my own integrity just to make a couple bucks. And I think there are a lot of people that are willing to say, I'm going to change your life for $13, knowing that the person that wants to and is able and, and thinks that $13 is the thing that's going to get them there, um, to think that I could say that out loud, I just, I couldn't do it. If I'm going to tell somebody I, I can change their business, well, you better believe that, that it's going to come with a lot of time, effort, um, uh, you know, and, uh, and the experience to do that. And it, it takes more time than the $13 can provide for. And, um, and therefore I, I just, I want to work with certain people that have gone through it. They've, they've learned, you know, they've, they've seen success. They've tasted that they want more of it, you know? And at the end of the day, like, like I said, like freebies go for it. Like there, there was a time when I consumed so much that, like I didn't know what you know where up was. I you know I was just I was just podcasts are my my weakness. I love podcasts. 
Um, you know, I was reading, I was, I was on YouTube, I was downloading every freebie I can get. And then I realized I wasn't putting it into practice. And that's where I started hiring more and more mentors. I was like, yes, I, I, I have the knowledge base now, but now it's time to take action because that was the only thing missing um, for me when I made the transition from consulting to coaching. Um, I just thought I needed more information. And uh, a year later of, of just gathering information, I realized my business was doing okay. I could pay my bills, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And that's when action taking became paramount. Um, creating my community, um, hiring on mentors, that kind of thing was was the game changer for me. And taking action was was the bottom line. So great. Well, and you know, as entrepreneurs, we all experience challenges in our business. And so what's a recent challenge that you've had to overcome in business, and how did you kind of work through that? Oh, man. Um, every challenge, there's always a challenge. Um, I'd say the biggest challenge for me in the most recent thing that kind of comes to mind anyway is um, uh, growth, believe it or not. Um, I have a – turns out I, I'm not a control freak. But I have a real tangible – I'm going to get real. I, get a, I have a real tangible fear around allowing other people into my business. Um, personal life is not a, not a big deal. Meeting new people, I love that. Um, you know, but on the, on the business side, it's like my baby, right? And I think we all get that, like that has a, a business that we really love. It's our baby. And so it's like saying, you know, like I know that uh, I could have – more people sooner that could that can do the things that I do like 10 times better than I can, right? And it would have been a, a really beneficial thing. But the challenge for me is like, you know, with my newborn baby, do I just hand it over to a stranger that I think is a good person? Like, like you know, it's just, that's my feeling. And so it's been really, um, that's been, been the biggest challenge, honestly, is the growth. But over the last two months, uh, specifically, I've brought on a uh, social media manager that has now taken over my uh, personal Facebook. So we, uh, we get together every week, plan out the content and she uh, she'll post it, respond to comments and messages. And that's been amazing. Uh, frees up a lot of time. And, uh, and then just last week uh, brought on a, um, a person to handle all the onboarding. So anybody that wants to talk about my programs and things like that, I was actually doing all of those calls myself People called me crazy because sometimes it'd be 20 calls a week and uh, there's still client work and life to be lived and traveling and all the fun stuff, but I couldn't give that up. And so I recently um, made the decision to find somebody that uh, had similar outlook, a great attitude, and was more than capable of handling this. So I've been outsourcing these last two months. So that's been the most recent challenge that I feel like I'm overcoming. It's just that, that uh, fear of letting go, I think, is what it is. Yeah, and I think as entrepreneurs, uh, most of us have that. I, you know, and that's one thing I I teach people in my business is about um, outsourcing, and that's been a challenge for me as well as outsourcing. You know, and it doesn't work out with someone, and then I'm afraid to outsource again because mm. it took so much time to undo what they did and. May I be better? You know, it's kind of like working with your kids. It's like you want them to learn how to clean the house, but they don't do as good a job as you do. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, you can, you can helicopter them and, 
you know, be on their butt all the time about how to do it, or you can let go of some of that control and say, okay, it's not going to be the same as if I was doing it. However, um, it's probably going to be more effective and more efficient because I can't do it all. I just can't yeah. be it for everyone. So Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, something I've I've realized through that process was that if I really truly love my business and I really do want it to grow, you know, I, this word will – I should get this word just tattooed on my, like, entire body is action. You know, if I really believe that my business is um, is uh, amazing, it's life-changing, it's, it's all these cool things, if I really believe that, well, can I really be can – I, can I hold on to something as small as a fear of outsourcing, of bringing in other people, you know, and – um, you know, nothing's perfect, but like if if my fear of growth is bigger than my love for my business, then I don't know if I don't know if I'll ever grow, right? And so I had to, I had to really take a look at that and get really more like more aware of that. And man, it was it was a it kicked my butt a little bit, like just to to really dive into those feelings. And once I did, I was like, well, hell yeah, I love my business more than my fear of like what if somebody isn't as good as uh what I would do, right? Like I totally had to let get, let go of that. And funny enough, once I did, the right people started showing up. Like my social media manager, she and I have very very similar personalities, and it was kind of weird at first. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like we talk similarly, we have the similar like similar writing styles." Um and uh she just totally got my my vision for what I use my social media for. And uh, the same with uh, the person that's coming on for onboarding, um, similar outlook on things, great personality, and um, uh, already a great fit. So funny enough, what happens when you just make those shifts and, and really give it your, yourself, your business, the attention it deserves? Absolutely. So, Michael, what's uh, one piece of advice that you would give to other entrepreneurs about growing their business? Oh, yes. Okay. So, like, the first thing that comes to mind is um, is really about authenticity. Um, I see a lot of people starting businesses that um, they do it because it's like, oh, man, I'm going to make so much money, and it's going to be awesome. And so they do it, and maybe they do make money. And that, that I think, is uh, the nail in the coffin for a lot of people, um, whereas a lot of people, I think a lot of people would be stoked about that. But what I find is that people start making money and then they'll keep doing things that just make money. And what they find is that two, three, four years down the road, they don't love what they're doing. They're just doing it for the money. And so they, they might be doing fantastic financially, but they're just so depleted because they're like, you know what? I don't love this. I don't want to do this. And you realize then that you have the ability to do what you want and make a, a really great living by doing it. And so um, I, I, I think the piece of advice within that is just to be authentic to who you are. Like, you know, if you're, if you're that guy that's just doing, um, your business just to make money, great. Um, if that's your only goal in life is to do that, then, you know, you've won. But if you're looking to make lasting impact in people's lives, if that's who you are, well, then find a way to do that. Build that into your business. Be authentic and real to what that is. If you're really, you know, if you're making money around something you don't love, gosh, like I don't know, I don't, I don't know how how long you can do that. I think when you have passion on your side 
and you truly love what you're doing, then there's no stopping you. The money follows. You know, like you could be a crocheter. You could be the best crocheter in the world. You absolutely love it, and I guarantee you a million percent you can make multiple six figures by being an, a fantastic crocheter. There are ways of doing that. You don't always have to crochet things. You can be a teacher, a coach, a mentor, a thought leader in your space and make a phenomenal living doing and teaching and talking about the thing you love most. So bottom line, just just really, if you're not clear on who you are and what's, what's authentic to you, take some time to do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that and making a pivot in your business. Um, longevity comes from authenticity, I believe. And so um, that's my little, that's my two cents right there. And I absolutely agree. Authenticity is so key to business and, you know, uh, purpose and passion. And, I, you know, I love that. So where can our listeners learn more about you and your company? I would say, number one, um, you can always hit up my website. Website is a, is, um, a cool little tool to, to learn more for sure. MichaelMarcial.com, um, M-A-R-C-I-A-L is the last name. Um, but you know what? I'm a social creature. So, like, I just say if, if somebody's been listening to this and they totally resonate, they get it, and they want to connect more, hit me up on Facebook. Um, that's pretty much where I live. Um, yes, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn, things like that. So if you're there and that's your, your playground, then hit me up there for sure. Um, but Facebook is, is like my, my hometown, and so, um, yeah, hit me up on, on Facebook. Typically, um, yeah, I'll just say that. Just hit me up on Facebook. Shoot me a message. Let me know that you heard uh, me on uh, Annette's show here, and, um, and we'll connect. I think that's the, the easiest way. Great, great. And I will uh, include Michael's links in the podcast notes. Uh, Michael, it's been great having you on the Badass and Business Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Annette, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me here. And remember, everyone, share the podcast with other badass business owners uh, so that they can get this great information. Check out my new website at badassinbusinessacademy.com, and you can also find me at annettepiper.com. Remember to spell Piper, P-I-E, just like the yummy dessert, and go out and make it a badass day. Namaste.